We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, January the 14th, 2020. On today's show, I give my thoughts on the national title game as LSU gets the win 42-25 to over the Clemson Tigers. I'll break down the game, give my full thoughts on Clemson, thankfully, dropping the national title game. All is right in the college football world once again. Also, we're starting to break down baseball. We are exactly one month away from opening day, I'll begin the position unit previews by talking about the starting pitchers for the Gamecocks for the 2020 season. I'll talk about the key losses, the returners, who has the most to prove, the best overall, how the season will be successful, the overall grade of the unit, and much, much more. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast to by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing, has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, in 2020, we're going to be making a lot of big-time life decisions, right? I know a lot of us are getting married, buying a new car. Maybe we're getting our first house. Maybe we're getting another house. We're upgrading and getting our dream home. Maybe we're buying a plot of land and we're wanting to build our own home. Whatever it may be, when you're making a big-time life decision like that, you want to make sure you have the right people in your corner, the right people on your side. They're going to make that process super simple, super easy, make you feel stress-free about that situation. Ag South Farm Credit, they are that lender for you. Um, they're, they're the ones that are going to be there for you again. If it, whether it's you want to get some land, whether you want to build a house, Whatever it may be, Ag South Farm Credit is that lender that's going to take care of you. I can guarantee you that. One of the questions they get the most often, why are land loan rates higher than mortgages? Uh, something they get asked very often. So rates will be higher on land loans because they have higher risk than home mortgages. So variables like land quality, accessibility, location, if it has amenities or not, can make the land more or less risky to lend on. Also, the better your, fi your financial situation, obviously, the better your rate will be. So if you want any more information on their land loans, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, 
or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash T-S-U-S. AgSouth and Eagle Housing Lender and MLS 619-788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Or give those guys a call, 844-AG-SOUTH. And tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. Welcome. I am Chris Phillips, the host of the Spurs Up show as always. Happy Tuesday. What a happy day it is, everyone. The Clemson Tigers have fallen. LSU getting the win in the national title game. Got a packed show. I'm very, very excited. I'm literally recording this right now with the highlights on in the background. Immediately after LSU's 42-25 win over the Clemson Tigers. Also, That is really the footnote of this show, honestly, and just a piece of where my excitement comes from. Ladies and gentlemen, we are officially one month away from opening day at Founders Park. Carolina baseball is 31 days away from returning. I'm super excited. We begin our baseball coverage today doing the position unit previews, breaking down the Gamecocks starting pitchers. If you guys remember this from the last couple of years, I've done this. Uh, breaking down all the position units, I will do this every single unit leading up to opening day. Also going to have, obviously, a big Carolina baseball preview show, a season preview show. But we are one month away from opening day. We've almost made it. We're getting there. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point. I'm extremely excited to begin talking about Carolina baseball. But first, let's talk about the game that everyone watched on Monday night. I want to give my quick brief thoughts on it. All is right again in the college football world. All is right again in the Gamecock world. You know what? I'll say this. I know South Carolina went 4-8. and eight. I know South Carolina didn't make a bowl game. I know that outside of one Saturday in Athens, it was a miserable season. But to see Clemson lose that game and to see them lose, really they got dominated the entire second half. It feels so good. It feels so good. I'm on my petty shit. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm on my petty shit. I don't give a damn. If any of you saw my video after the game last night, you know, Dabo, you know what? You're right. God is good. God is so good. He's fair. He's so good. I'm on my petty shit. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Really quick, just some thoughts on the game. Again, I I don't want to spend the majority of this show talking about it because it's not Gamecock-related necessarily, but it's all of interest to us and all of interest to you as well. Joe Burrow, the best college quarterback, probably probably the best season by a college quarterback ever. Um, LSU really just was that team this year. They were the team of destiny. They were the best team with the best quarterback, with the best playmakers, with – you know, playmakers all over the defense and, you know, the game in New Orleans. I mean, it it really just was LSU's title. You know what I mean? Um, Again, feels so good to see Clemson lose. But LSU eventually, yeah, kind of the game sort of went how I thought it would. I thought it would be a little bit closer. I was surprised how poorly or how average Trevor Lawrence looked. But, you know, overall, LSU, the best team in college football. They kind of did what I thought. They would do, and I think what everybody expected them to do, you know, LSU was the favorite in the game, obviously, and again, it feels so good, so good to see Clemson get the L. 
Phil's still getting in. I'm, I'm, I'm on my petty shit. I'm not even, you know, I woke up yesterday morning, you know, with a decision to make. I was going to say, am I going to ignore the fact this game is going on because, it, you know, obviously South Carolina, we're not in the game, blah, blah. Or am I just going to embrace it? And I was like, you know, I'm going to embrace it. I'm pulling for Clemson to lose, which I think people get it kind of twisted and they think that, oh, you know, I don't pull for anybody but the Gamecocks. Like, no kidding, bro. It's, it, they could have been playing anyone. They could have been playing Baylor, Tulane, Oklahoma, Ohio State. I don't care who they're playing. I'm pulling for Clemson to lose. Just so happens their opponent was LSU. So much fun to watch, though. So much fun to watch. LSU, maybe the greatest assembly of wide receivers at the college level I've ever seen from top to bottom. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, the Tigers, the LSU Tigers, were just too much. They were just too much for them. So, great to see Clemson lose the game. I was a little worried in the beginning, not going to lie, when Clemson took the lead. I'm thinking to myself, is it really going to be like one of those nights? Clemson finally got a dose of their own medicine with the calls, with the refereeing. It finally felt fair and even on both sides. I mean, Clemson definitely still got some calls, but it, it wasn't one of those where it just felt like everything was going their way. And I thought to myself before the game, I was like, you know, unless these refs have a death wish, they're not going to call it that way. You know, you're not going to get away with the calls you got away with in the Ohio State game if you call it that way, calling that calling that shit in New Orleans. You just, you're just not going to get away with it. So, um, fantastic. I know Gamecock fans are giddy today. And it's like, you know what, the Clemson people, if your Clemson buddies are giving you hell or you're wondering how to deal with it, just let them cry, man. I, you know what, who cares? Let them cry. Let them cry. Let them talk, whatever. The season ended with a Clemson loss. And that, my friends, is a very, very good feeling for Gamecock fans everywhere. In a season, in a college football season that did not have much positivity or happiness if you're wearing garnet and black, you can add this to the list of it, which is a great thing. So, I mean, I look at it more in the last calendar year. South Carolina has beaten Clemson in basketball and baseball, and Clemson lost the title. It's, it's great right now. Things are okay. If we could just figure it out in football, we'd be awesome. It'd be great. So, I'm, I'm positive. I'm optimistic for the future of the rivalry. <laughs> I'm optimistic for it, not going to lie. Overall, all sports feels, uh, I don't know. So... No, nah, it, was, it was a great game, obviously. Last college ball game of the season. Kind of sad because, you know, we all love the sport. But, uh, you know, just fantastic to see Clemson catch the L. Just fantastic stuff to see them catch the L. So, um, again, LSU wins 42-25. I put out the video in the post game. I've literally got the, the beer here. Cheers. Quick cheers for you. This is great podcast content, but cheers. Cheers to that. God is good, Dabo. You know, it's funny. I didn't hear Dabo citing uh, Bible scripture in the post game, though, so I, that was a little bit disappointing. But, uh, no, God is good. It's great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. Like I said, I'm really, really excited. We are one month away from opening day. Very, very pumped. Very, very, very pumped about this. Um Again, going to be doing a lot of baseball content. We're going to be doing the countdown on social media, which if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it on social media at this point. But uh, 
Very excited. Again, one month, going to be doing the position unit preview. So we're starting with starting pitchers today. Um, probably going to do them Tuesday, Wednesday of every single week. It could change, but most likely Tuesday, Wednesday, I think is when it's going to be. Uh, we'll start with starting pitchers and relievers this week. Then we'll get into position players next week, kind of work down the line as we get closer to opening day. So let's do it. Let's break down the Gamecocks starting pitchers as we head into the 2020 season. You start off with the key losses. When you look at the key losses, it's obvious the biggest loss going into this season is Reed Morgan, a guy that was so good for South Carolina. After Carmen Majinski went down early in the season with injury, he was obviously the Saturday starter beforehand. A guy that really stepped up and took over the Friday night role, had some big, big, big-time performances as well. We all remember the Clemson game, which he threw a really good game and got a, obviously got a ton of run support, but threw a gem for South Carolina. His overall numbers last year, uh, record wasn't great. The offense obviously was not good. Four and six was his win-loss record, but a 3.8 ERA, 87.2 innings pitch, was by far the leader in innings pitch for South Carolina. Um, had 70 strikeouts on the year. I mean, a guy that was really a bulldog on the mound for South Carolina. And again, in a tough situation, was really, really big for the game, guys. Outside of that, when you look at starters for South Carolina, um, because obviously you do lose other pitchers, that's really only the true starter that you lose. Obviously, it's a little bit different with pitching because some guys can be relievers, some guys can be starters, some guys do both. But I'm going with guys that I'm projecting that are going to be true starters for this baseball team in 2020. Reed Morgan's really the only other guy you lose because you don't lose a lot from the pitching staff as a whole. I mean, I think you only lose two or three relievers, really. And outside of that, you've got everybody back and and then a bunch of newcomers as well. So Reed Morgan, the key loss for the South Carolina pitching staff, when you look at key returners, guys that stand out that I think are going to have a big impact that are coming back, um, the first one, obviously, Carmen Majinski. Coming back from that injury, that foot injury, he bounced back in a big way. Pitched in the Cape Cod League, was dominant. Watched him in the fall. Stuff's filthy. I mean, really, really good stuff. He's basically – I mean, there's a lot of position battles or, or battles for roles going on right now with South Carolina baseball. That's something that will be determined as we get closer to opening day through spring scrimmages and stuff like that. But – if there's one role that is not in question right now, it is Carmen Majinski being your Friday night guy. There is no doubt in anyone's mind, Carmen Majinski is the Friday night starter. So he returns for you. Danny Lloyd is another guy that I think is going to have a big impact in the starting rotation. He returns for you. A guy that is a true freshman was pretty solid. Um, did start eight games for you, went three and four, had a 9-5-1 ERA in 29 in the third innings pitched. But I thought he showed some real flashes for you. He was put in some tough situations, obviously, again, as a true freshman, starting against some of the best teams in the SEC. But a guy watching him again in the fall, a guy who's got – his stuff has gotten so much better, um, a guy that I expect to make a big, big impact. And then another key returner for me is TJ Shook, a guy that, again, started a lot of games for you last year. You take a look at the statistics, 3.76 ERA, 3-1 record. Uh, he had nine starts, which was second on the team only to Reed Morgan. 38 in the third innings pitch, really became South Carolina Sunday guy for a while um, late in the season last year. And, and, and did some really good work, honestly. A guy that I think has got a ton of potential, could really help the South Carolina pitching staff. I don't know if he'll be a weekend guy. Heck, he could even be a bullpen guy, but I think a guy that will certainly be competing for one of those spots. When you take a look at the most to prove for this South Carolina staff or for the South Carolina pitching staff, the starters in 2020, I just talked about him, but to me, 
I think it's right-handed pitcher and sophomore Danny Lloyd. And I'm going to tell you why. Danny Lloyd, to me, is a guy, it, it more so revolves around the type of pitcher he could be and the potential for his game in 2020. Danny Lloyd has made a huge jump. Physically, stuff-wise, velocity, everything from the spring of 2019 to now. I watched this guy in the fall, 95 miles an hour. Ball is exploding out of his hand. A wipeout slider. And a lot of you are probably wondering as well, Chris, is he not going to be our closer or like a back-end guy? Why do you think he's going to be a starter? I'll tell you guys this. And again, this could change. This is just going off what I've seen and what I'm projecting what I think is going to happen. I think Danny Lloyd needs to be a starter for the South Carolina baseball team because, listen, when you're, pit, you, when, you, when you're in the SEC, you're facing these power arms. You're facing, arm, I mean, t- the top arms in the country every single weekend. You need as many guys as you can have on your, own, on your side that have that type of stuff. South Carolina does not have 10 guys that throw 95 miles an hour, right? I mean, it's a limited number. Danny Lloyd is one of those guys. I think he needs to be in the starting rotation. I think he will be in the starting rotation. But to me, he's got the most to prove. The reason he's got the most to prove, can he transform his game and go from a, you know, a freshman that, listen, was thrown to the fire, got his feet wet, can he, turn, he, can he go from being that guy to being a dominant SEC, SEC pitcher on the weekends for South Carolina? I think he's got the stuff. I think he's got the potential. Again, the velocity has made a huge jump. But can he embrace that role and sort of be that guy? I think he's a guy that can certainly start on the weekends for South Carolina every single weekend. I think he could be South Carolina Saturday guy. No doubt, because like I said, Carmen Majinski has that Friday night role locked up. But can Danny Lloyd embrace that necessarily? Can he jump into that role and really – because, again, going from you know being a midweek guy or a bullpen guy to being a weekend starter, it's a big mental change as well. It's a big mentality thing as well. I mean, you saw it a couple years ago when Adam Hill, he was already pitching on the weekends, but when you go from starting on Sunday to Friday, that's a big change. Honestly, that's a really, really big change for a guy. Can Danny Lloyd, to me, he has the most to prove because to me, he's got the most, as much if not the most potential out of any South Carolina pitcher in the starting rotation. And and out of all the guys that are going to have the opportunity to start, Danny Lloyd, I think, could be right up there with Carmen Majinski as far as what his potential can be in his ceiling at South Carolina. I think he could be that good. So, I think Danny Lloyd, a ton to prove. I, I think he can be, again, one of the better arms for South Carolina. I think he can be a really, really nice surprise because I don't know that a lot of people are expecting him to be, you know, a 10-game winner. I mean, I'll put it that way. I mean, this dude's got stuff. He's got really, really good stuff. Again, the fastball is in the mid-90s. The sliders wipe out. The slider is wipeout. Really good changeup as well. I mean, a guy that got so much better over the summer and then into the fall, obviously, continuing to develop. Can he do it, though? Can he put it together and transform himself into that dominant weekend pitcher that South Carolina so desperately needs? The best overall, it's a no-brainer. Right-handed pitcher, Carmen Majinski. Listen, a guy that, you know, unfortunately – we did not get to see a lot of last year. Only started three games for South Carolina. Only threw 10 and two-thirds innings. Obviously, had the foot injury against Clemson that cut his season short. Um, you know, Carmen, I will say this, has got something to prove as well. You know, a guy that really wasn't great early on in the season for South Carolina. But when you take a look at his game and the way that he pitched over the summer in the Cape Cod League and, you, you know, watching him in the fall, 
I mean, it's no questions asked. He is the best arm on the South Carolina rotation and the South Carolina staff, no doubt. I mean, a guy that hit 97 in the fall. He's ranked top 10 of uh, MLB prospects for the 2020 season. I mean, it's just it's just no question that Carmen Majinski is your best overall. And a guy that's going to be so important to the success of South Carolina baseball for this 2020 season. I mean, anyone that's listened to me talk about Gamecocks baseball over the last couple of months, because obviously we haven't done a ton. There hasn't been a ton of conversation. Um, but whenever I've talked about it, the name I keep bringing up is Carmen Majinski. And he's going to be so pivotal for South Carolina to have a big 2020 season. But best overall, no questioning. And the stuff is there. Uh, uh, just a disgusting fastball with a run. Tons of velocity. A guy that, you know, a lot of times – and you look at South Carolina season last year in 2019. One thing that I think Mark Kingston cited a lot was that, you know, South Carolina, listen, went 8-22 and 22 in the conference, but they lost so many series, two of three that came down to Sunday. I mean, if you have a healthy Carmen Majinski, you probably steal at least two or three of those series, and, heck, you may make the postseason. That's how important – that's how big of a loss that was for South Carolina. So, I think Mark Kingston knew that. Whenever you would listen to his postgame pressers, he kind of, you know, without saying it directly, basically said, we just simply don't have the arms. I mean, when you're facing a guy like uh, a rocker from Vanderbilt or an Emerson Hancock from Georgia, when you're facing those type of arms on a weekly basis, you've got to have someone else to combat them. Carmen Majinski is that guy getting hit 97 in the fall. His stuff is filthy. Breaking ball looks great. Change it looks great. He looks great on the mound. The foot is a non-issue. And I think he's going to have a big, big, big time year for South Carolina. All right. Season will be successful if for the Gamecocks starting pitchers. I just talked about him and I'm going to go back to it again. The season will be successful if Carmen Majinski stays healthy and pitches to his potential. Simply put, Carmen Majinski is the most important pitcher on this Gamecocks pitching staff in 2020. Not just starters, the entire pitching staff. He is the most important piece for for the South Carolina pitchers this year. Again, a guy that, if he can pitch his potential as an All-American type player, not just All-SEC, he is an All-American caliber player. Again, did not get off to the fastest of starts last year. Struggled with consistency in the zone. Obviously, he needs to fill the zone and do that. His stuff's good enough. I'm looking for him to take the next step in that regard as well. But, you know, if Carmen Majinski can stay healthy, in my opinion, he's going to be that guy. There's no question in my mind. He's going to be – the stuff is just too good. You know, it'll be his, really his second year in the Friday night role. Again, I know his 2019 was cut short, but – that really shouldn't be an issue for him. Really embracing that role and being the dude. You know, if he, as long as he can stay healthy, he, he's going to be a force. I, I mean, South Carolina, it's just, they're going to be put in so much a better, so much of a better position every single weekend. And with all due respect to a guy like Reed Morgan, because Reed threw some fantastic innings for South Carolina. South Carolina was suffering last year because they simply did not have that guy on Friday nights that had the type of stuff that you need to win in the SEC. Again, when you're facing guys like Rocker from Vandy, uh, Emerson Hancock from Georgia, I mean, you got to have that guy, man, to go toe-to-toe. You got to win a two-to-one game on a Friday night. I mean, that's just 
that's just how it goes in the SEC. You're facing top two, three rounds arms every week, every weekend. You're facing those type of guys. Karma Majinski is that type of guy. Again, a top 10 prospect for the 2020 uh, draft eligible guys. Out of every college prospect, he's a top 10 guy. Top 10 MLB prospect. So, again, season will be successful if Karma Majinski stays healthy and pitches his potential because, again, I think if he does that, he's going to be a force for South Carolina. He's going to be an absolute force for the Gamecocks this year. The overall grade of the starting pitchers. So when you take a look at this unit, even with Carmen Majenski, I gave him a C plus, and I'll tell you why. The reason I gave him a C plus, because outside of Carmen Majenski, there are still a lot of questions to answer in this weekend rotation. I mean, we don't know who the Saturday and Sunday guys are. You know, I have an idea who I think they will be, but we don't know who they are. So, you know, and, and honestly, as good as I think Carmen will be, and I think he will be that good, I really, really do. But, you know, I mean, only through, only started three games last year and then got injured. And it, honestly, in those three games he started, he struggled at times. Like I said, inconsistency in the zone, walking guys, getting himself in trouble. You know, so he's got something to prove as well, no doubt. So there's a lot to prove for these starters. It's a situation where I'm giving them an overall grade of a C plus. But, I mean, I think the ceiling is – I mean, the, the, it could turn out to be, you know, an A starting rotation. Really, it could. You, you got the arms. You got the talent. It's just about putting all the pieces together and guys stepping up and filling their roles and embracing those roles and getting comfortable in those roles. Because South Carolina last year, the biggest problem they had, again, with Carmen, the injury shook everything up. So you had no clue weekend to weekend who, who was the Saturday guy, who was the Sunday guy. And it's, it's just hard to win series when there's that much inconsistency and that much uncertainty. And, again, Reed Morgan gave you everything he could on Fridays. But, you know, after a while, just wasn't enough to get the job done. So, I give him a C plus because there's a lot to prove. There are a lot of questions. But I certainly think that the potential is there. I think the potential is there. This could be a really, really solid starting rotation for South Carolina in the 2020 season. So, really, really excited about that. Um, all right, so have a couple of news and notes to get into really, really quickly. Something that I did not mention, by the way, uh, or have not mentioned yet that I want to talk about here really quickly. Um, Marcus Lattimore stepping down as the Director of Player Development. Connor Shaw filling that void, phenomenal hire. Obviously, the GOAT, the legend that is Connor Shaw, the best quarterback in school history. Very, very excited to have him back in Columbia. Um, really, really great stuff. Obviously, again, happening over the weekend, but uh, or excuse me, on Friday. But really, really exciting stuff there, Connor Shaw back in Columbia. Also coming out today, South Carolina baseball not ranked in the D1 baseball preseason top 25. You know, not surprising anyone, but it's funny. The last two seasons, I've done a video basically talking about, you know, oh, it's bullshit. South Carolina's not ranked. You should always, always be ranked. You know, the, the tradition, the history, blah, blah. Not going to lie to you, I'm not doing that video this year. I'm, I'm not doing that video because, you know, after last season, South Carolina has not, necess not exactly done enough to warrant any preseason respect. So, this is an interesting year for South Carolina baseball in the sense they're going to have to go get it. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to have to go get the respect if they want it. Nobody's going to give it to them. 
So I think it sets up for a very, very interesting year. Um, another piece of news, Dreer High School to retire Alex English's number 22 jersey. Uh, obviously great for him. Um, and I, I don't know why it took so long, but either way, they're retiring that. So awesome for Alex, who's obviously an, an NBA Hall of Famer. Um, another big piece of news, Gamecocks women's basketball, number one in the AP Top 25. How about that? Number one in the AP Top 25. Gamecocks finally jump up to that number one spot. Uh, Don Staley and crew just, just really just doing a tremendous job. I mean, I, I joke about it, but I'm dead serious. It's like, can we just fast forward to the Final Four? Because this feels like a team. I've, I know you have that big matchup with UConn during the season, but Gamecocks women's basketball, so much talent. Feels like they're on a mission. I really feel like this is going to be a special, special season for Don Staley and company. So congratulations to Gamecocks women's basketball again, being ranked number one in the country. Awesome stuff. Really, really awesome stuff. So uh, that's going to do it for me. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Before we go, if you need tickets to anything, any Gamecock sporting events, obviously South Carolina playing the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow at Colonial Life Arena. If you need your tickets, go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, whether it be South Carolina Gamecock sporting events, professional events, concerts, Whatever it may be, whatever you need your tickets to, SeatGeek has got it. They actually got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So you're never going to get ripped off again. You're going to have that peace of mind before you click the buy button. They make it super simple, super easy to get your tickets. And again, to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck, you're going to get the best possible seat. You're going to know where you're sitting. You're going to know exactly what you're paying. And you're going to know what the market value of those tickets are. So, again, you don't overpay for the seats and you get the best deal possible. So, again, if you need tickets to literally anything, but especially Gamecock sporting events, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. Again, as always, I'm Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.